Now, everything old is new again. America's entertainment pop culture talk show with Douglas Viviani and David Cohen. Everything old is new again. This is Douglas Viviani. I'm here with the unparalleled David Cohen. Good evening, Doug. Ah, it's good to see you. That's, I love that Gigantor theme. Isn't that you? great? I love it. I had to start our show about TV robots with that theme. Uh, it's a um, robot for sure. And with the upcoming Terminator movie, Humans, which is an eight-part miniseries on AMC that started in June. And, of course, Ultron, the ultimate robot villain today. We can't ignore, ignore robots any longer. No, no we've, been re- we've been ignoring them. Correct. Not any longer. Listen, there's a Mars (laughs) exploration rover program uh, that's a real life example of what's going on, and we're ignoring it. We are ignoring it. No one. Do you ever hear any news about what the robots are doing on Mars? No. They could be. Planting seeds of, of knowledge for years to come, and we have no idea. Right. They, they could be making incredible music mm-hmm. that we can all be dancing to, and we have no idea that they're doing it. Exactly. We're going to explore in these two parts, the two shows, this and next week's show, the inner workings of robots and in our entertainment field, as well as real life, to see if mm-hmm. artificial intelligence is a friend or foe. How do you like that? I like that. All right. Well, did you I rehearse wanna... that? No, I didn't. Yeah, I, it I... sounded very natural. <clears throat> Thank you. Yeah, I'm sure it did. <laughs> Trying to take some advice. You weren't using cliches? <clears throat> no. Friend or foe, I think, is pretty fresh. Yeah. Okay. Anyway. Well, I am not an You're kind of robotic. Yes. Yeah. I'm trying to <laughs> imitate. We may have a, a visitation from a robot oh. later on in the show as well. That's Interesting. important. But before we do that, we want to talk about and think about robots. And I want to ask you a question. Do you yes. think robots are something that have come about, let's just say, with the 20th century, with the advance of technology? Uh, repeat the question. Was there a question in there? <laughs> yeah, Sorry. I mean, the idea of robots and robots in fiction and in entertainment, how you think it's, it's been around for a long time or just recently because of, you know, uh, the technology uh, being I have advanced a, recently. I have a feeling it's been around for a long time and you're going to go back to the very beginning of when it became uh, part of, of the vernacular. I will, because the Greek god <laughs> oh, of god. craftsmen created a bronze man called Talos that defended the island of Crete. And that god's name is, I can't pronounce it, Hepatitis? Pronounce that for me, would you? Hephaestus. Hephaestus, there you go. I'm guessing. Well, it's better than Also, the Greek philosopher Aristotle, in his work called Politics, in 13, no, in 322 B.C., said that someday automations would someday bring about and, and end slavery. And that goes way back when. That is way back when. Our B.C. is way back when. I agree. Thank you. More action, please. I think the robot from Lost in Space is sort of on your side here. Wants me to move along. More action. Yes. Well, all right. I want to talk yes. about Leonardo da Vinci in 1495. Ah, he that's drew up plans for a, a knight in armor in 1533. I won't read the name of these people. We don't know them. But some guy created an Iron Eagle automate, uh, automation, they called it, that could fly. In, in 1737, some guy, his name is, uh, pronounce that one, Jacques de Vizcazzi. Jacques de Vizcazzi. 
Doc, uh, Doc, Jacques de Vaugonson. There you go. Created a disgusting duck. I digesting duck. Oh, you're is right. what you wrote. I should have had you read that, too. Was able to flap its wings, <laughs> eat grain, digest it, and excrete it. Why? What would that be all about? I have no idea. But to make a very long story short, robots have been around a while. What? Correct. Are okay. Quack. Sorry, I stepped on. Quack. What? A quack. You are a quack. So I either I was basically You don't need me anymore, Doug. You've I, got now you've got sound be, clips to take over my response. I got the robot from Lost in Space actually uh, taking cues and and saying things that I want him to say when he's saying it. Um he, he mm-hmm. called me a quack there for the comedy. I think that's that's good. He's got a little sense of humor. Maybe I will replace you later on in the show with a robot. We'll have to see about that. But first, what was the first representation in 1927? You should know this of robots in our entertainment. It was a um, it was a uh, uh, a movie. Okay. I should know this. You should know this. You 1927. See this all the time. Fritz Lang's Metropolis. There's a humanoid. That woman. I don't know if you, you, you if you see the picture. It's hard to describe it. She looks like three C three C P O. What is that from, from Star Wars? Yeah, she's like the original of okay. that. Um, all right, let's move on. All We've right. got uh, let's really talk, no. Let's, let's stay in the twenties. <laughs> that's that's the, <laughs> it's so interesting. <laughs> well, it's better than going back to three twenty two B C. That's uh, slightly. How about nineteen forty? Let's talk about Uh, Isaac Asimov created some rules for robots. The first law is as follows. A robot may not harm a human being or through inaction allow a human being to come to harm. Number two, a robot must obey orders given it by qualified personnel unless those orders violate rule number one. In other words, a robot can't be ordered to kill a human being. Uh, Rule number three, a robot must protect its own existence uh, unless that violates rules one or two. A robot must cheerfully go into self-destruction if it is in order to follow an order or to save a human life. It sounds like he's reading from the Talmud. (laughs) Then the robot must go. He cannot uh, kill somebody. Rule number four, and whoever is discussing the robot rules must say it in the most boring, disgusting... He, uh, he called him robots. <clears throat> he did tell so. He's um, one that uh, I met, by the way. Back you met him? 1973, if you remember, we did a show on, well, not in 73, but in, <laughs> in 73, <laughs> oh, I went to a Star Trek long. convention, and we did a show on Star Trek conventions, right. and he was speaking with Leonard Nimoy, if you remember, and I, really? I taped it. Go back to listen to that on everythingoldisnewagain.biz, the podcast. You can hear me uh, taping Isaac Asimov talking about Star Trek. I don't even remember Star that. Trek. And we, we played it on the show? Absolutely, yes. It was hard to hear. You, you had made a comment. It was hard to hear. Ah, this no was not hard to hear, though, in, in 2001 Space Open Odyssey. Open the hot bay doors, Hal. I'm sorry, Dave. I'm afraid I can't do that. What are you talking about, Hal? This mission is too important for me to allow you to jeopardize it. I don't know what you're talking about, Hal. I know that you and Frank were planning to disconnect me, and I'm afraid that's something I cannot allow to happen. Hal, I won't argue with you anymore. Open the doors. Dave, this conversation can serve no purpose anymore. Goodbye. Such a uh, pleasant voice. I know. Presenting such an eerie and, and dangerous presentation of right. the violation of the rules presented by Isaac Asimov in 1942 in his work called iRobot. Hmm. Robots are not supposed to do stuff like that. Do you remember that movie? How, but wasn't Hal from, from 2001 Space Odyssey? Yes. Do you remember uh, him? Do you remember that scene where he, yeah. he basically was, was shutting this guy yes. out and he's going to die? You said iRobot. 
<clears throat> well, iRobot was Isaac Asimov's work. Right. From 1942, where the rules came from. And Hal is breaking the rules I see. Okay. right now with in, that, uh, in that clip. Right. So I think it's interesting to see that um, Hollywood then took a turn where this was, became high drama and, uh, and breaking these rules that were presented and made by Isaac Asimov. All of fiction of all of this is all yes, fiction. Yes, the robots. <laughs> the robots. Uh, by the way, um, just for the heck of it, in 1997, IBM's Deep Blue Computer defeated the world chess champion Gary Kasparov in chess. Do you remember that? Yes. And can you, do you think even to this day you could defeat a robot or an artificial intelligence in chess? No. I don't think you can either. I don't even think I could beat you. All right. Well, we're going to see. We're going to come back, and I think we're going to program. I've got a little surprise for you. I've got a Dave Robot that's going to participate in the show shortly. I'll be right back. There's that theme song that you love so much, Dave. What, uh, <laughs> what do you have to say? Why am I playing that theme song? Well, because we're doing robots. Of course, I know why you're playing a theme Leading song. up, we haven't even mentioned him. He mentioned he himself a few times. We haven't really gotten into the uh, lessons. Great. So we're going to hear that even more. Possibly. Awesome. Is there a, another robot that you, you want to talk about that was on TV that you think should be involved in this discussion? Um, well, do you remember the... Uh, I forget what it was called, 2000 Space Science Fiction Theater. Oh, where, yeah, 3000. 3000, where they had the, a human and then a couple of robots sitting in front of a TV screen and sort of doing the dialogue. All right, I movie. think we can get a visit from them. They're, that's from Science, let me get it straight. Science, science Fiction, Fiction Theater 3000. Right. And I think those guys are um, Tom Servo and... Yes, right. What's the name of Good. the guy? Crow T. Yes, yes, that's right. They would sit and watch movies. Oh, boy, we're out. Well, I'm not out. What am I talking about? <laughs> <laughs> no, you don't have to losing, cut me off yet. Not yet. I'm losing you got time to cut me off. Um, but they would sit and watch movies. It was so great. And they would just make comments. Yeah, they would make comments during the movies or they would do the dialogue. Right? And they were hysterical. But really, they weren't really... You know, they copied Woody Allen. I just want to yes. put that out what, there. What's up, Tiger Lily? What's up, Tiger Lily? Yes. yes. How do you like that? I knew that off the top of my head. That's very good. Thank you. I'm I saw surprised. that with my brother. It was one of those things. When you go see a movie with someone that's unique and a good experience, I think you always remember that. And to me, I always remember who I went to the movie with, which is bizarre. I remember well, seeing that on a Sunday night with my brother. We just we loved you. It. Always go to the movie with your brother, though, right? So it's <laughs> that's pretty an easy, easy to remember. Yeah, I was with uh, who was it? Uh, <laughs> um, have you and I ever been to a movie together? Um, yes, we saw Apocalypse Now. Right. And another one. We'll talk. You're listening to Everything Old is New Again, America's entertainment pop culture talk show with Douglas Viviani and David Cohen. Now go away, Nini, go away. It's all your fault, you computerized card. Baloney, in my opinion, it is not Professor Robinson who needs psychiatric treatment. It is his doctor. Just you wait, you deplorable dummy. One of these days, I'm going to forget all my built-in protective circuits and... There he is, B9, is what his name was, the robot from Lost in Space, and his um, adversary certainly was Dr. Smith. 
There's a cantankerous relationship between the two. And along those lines... I don't lines, believe cantankerous is the right word to use there, Doug. Oh, okay. Uh, uh, Adversarial you introduce is... You? All right, hold on one second. We thought I introduce you. Uh, that actually is my new guest host. He doesn't know the all the odds and ends of of, uh, of the radio show yet. His name is uh, DGC, we're going to say, short for David G. Cohen. Uh, he is my new uh, guest host, and he is a robot. Are you, is that correct? That is correct, Douglas. All right. You're much along the lines of Jaime uh, from Get Smart, if you remember that uh, gentleman. I do. Well, what's the matter now? Our first fight. Look, Jaime, I'm sorry I raised my voice. I know you've been under a big strain for the past two days. A lot you care. I do care. Then why don't you ever tell me? I care. That's not the way to say it. All right, so there we have a robot being used in comedy on television. So we want to focus on robots now. Let's talk robots in television. What do you think, uh, GC? First of all, that clip was not very humorous, Douglas. (laughs) You were using it as, as an example of... Robots being funny. However, I don't think that was a good example. I agree on, on some level, but you know, there's only so many you can pull up. But I, I, I now think that I need to use this clip to try to help me out a little bit. Does not compute. Does not compute. Danger, Will Robinson. Danger. Now, that is the Lost in Space robot. Does that, when he says danger uh, and you hear that the presentation, is there something in your memory banks of of lost in space and that robot? Does it, it hold any any kind of a what would you say a, a warm heart in your in your warm place in your heart? Um, I don't understand because <laughs> you you don't have a heart. That is correct, Douglas. Do you know what the 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 Will Robinson quote is there? Danger, Will Robinson. Have you have you been programmed to know anything about pop culture? Was that another attempt at robot humor? <laughs> Maybe there is no such thing. Have you been programmed for humor? I have not, Douglas. Interesting. Uh, why you would be programmed not to have any humor whatsoever and be a co-host of this show in replacing a gentleman who does have a sense of humor is I, odd to me. I believe you reprogram me, Douglas. Well, I, I may have to do that for the second part of this uh, this show, reprogram some things or correct a little something. Uh, just, I'm here to correct all your errors. Interesting. Interesting. Well, let's hear what uh, uh, Jonathan Harris, who is the actor that played... That is correct. What, who did he play? Dr. Smith. On Lost in Space, correct. He explains his relationship with the robot quite succinctly. I decided he was my alter ego and he was wise to me and a danger to me. Or was calling in those dreadful alliteratives to keep him down so he wouldn't expose me. You computerized clout. Bubble-headed booby. Jabbering Judas. Bumbling bird brain. Neanderthal ninny. Tackling cars. Mental midget. Blithering bumpkin. Tackling cacophony comes to mind. Oh, that was a good one. How would you like to be called those names? Does that mean anything to you if you get called those names? The only thing that means to me, Douglas, is it is a clip that you have now reused several times (laughs) over several shows that you've done here on Everything Old is New Again. There's nothing new or fresh about that clip. Interesting. Well, the new and fresh part of that clip is that that was Jonathan Harris in the beginning out of character being interviewed uh, and discussing why he did all of those you know, little names, why you call them all those names. And now I'm beginning to uh, identify with him a little bit more and his character, Dr. Smith, uh, trying to interact with a robot. I can see how difficult it can be. Yes, that is your validation for why that clip is new and fresh. (laughs) 
Got it. <laughs> now, I met Jonathan Harris in a convention in the... Robot shutting down. <laughs> shutting down. <laughs> shutting in down. In the 1980s. And he was a character and a half, I'll tell you that. But one thing he couldn't match up to... How was he a character and a half? I'll explain that later was on. He, more, he was more than one character. He was more than one but character. But less than two characters. If you stay tuned to this show, you'll listen to another character that he performed as a robot. Later on the show, I'll explain that to you. But first, I want to talk about Robbie the Robot versus B9. You'll have to uh, listen to this clip first, and then we'll discuss this in a little more detail. Something from Lost in Space. You are obviously of a very primitive design. From now on, I will serve the Robinsons. In all ways, I am superior to you. Your efforts will be denied by me. You, I am very strong. That's round one of the battle between Robbie the Robot from Forbidden Planet and uh, B9, which is the robot from Lost in Space, and that's on Lost in Space. I don't know. Are you familiar with Robbie the Robot? Robbie the Robot was reused by MGM in The Invisible Boy in 1957. He also made appearances in My Little Margie, The Thin Man, Columbo, The Addams Family, Lost in Space, Twilight Zone, The Man from Uncle, Gremlins, also a feature in a 2006 TV commercial for AT&T. Robbie, <clears throat> need more oil in my <clears throat> voice <clears throat> box, Doug. Oh, we'll fix that. Robbie the Robot was inducted into the Robot Hall of Fame in 2004. I think he was also in Mark and Mindy. There's some infallibility there going on. Or some I am fallib- infallible. Yes. You, you meant to you say are. fallibility, Douglas. <laughs> That's correct. So now there's a problem because you've made a mistake, but you don't think you can make mistakes. I never said that. Interesting, but you're infallible, but that was a fallible, fallibly read and presented piece of information. All I can say to that, Douglas, is you created me. <laughs> and you're very much like your creator, if you will. Um, do you think that Robbie the Robot, which was around so much, is the Babe Ruth of TV robots? Sure. <laughs> you do Why not? Th- you do think so? What does B9 think about that? Baloney. There you go. So there's going to be some battle uh, uh, down the line of, of that. Um, I, I don't know. Are you familiar as a, as a robot with human emotions? Uh, I understand what they are, yes. Yes. Do you have any emotions? I have none, Douglas. Uh, do you have any artificial intelligence? Uh, all my intelligence is artificial, okay. Douglas. Interesting. And what is artificial intelligence? That's intelligence something. that is artificial. So how, how is intelligence? Did I program all of these facts and figures into your uh, your cranium? You did, Douglas. Interesting. Okay. And uh, continue to say this my experiment name. is going totally awry, isn't it, Douglas? <laughs> well, you know, I thought that I would having a robot would be uh, as a co-host would be easier than dealing with a human with the, the foibles and, and difficulties that you have with human interaction. But I think human interaction with a robot could be even more difficult than human human interaction. I understand. 
Interesting. Uh, have you ever spoken with Siri or that 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 um, artificial intelligence from an, an iPhone? We dated about six months ago. <laughs> oh, you broke up. She broke up with me. <laughs> Why is that? Because I'm your creation, Douglas. <laughs> <laughs> and no matter what what I do, uh, you, your create the creation is going to be another amplification uh, of your own personality. So it's going to take you quite some time to find another young lady, if that's any indication. That is a sad story to hear, Douglas. <laughs> well, it's going to be sad for you because you're going to have to live live it as my progeny. Why did you create me, Douglas? Because I could not find a woman for such a long time. I had to, you know, I had a lot of free time. Let's not go there. <laughs> All right. I just want to get a little help here from the robot, please. Nope, that's, well, that's a Forbidden Planet uh, theme. What do you think of that? Electronic music. Remember that movie? Quite enjoyable. That Quite movie. enjoyable. We'll be back and everything will just do again in, in a couple of seconds. I just want to take us out with the Forbidden Planet theme from 1956 and introduce Robbie the Robot to us and everything will just do again. Say, Charlie, why the arm and the sling? Yeah, I walked straight into that busted street sign in front of Frank's Automat. Well, you must have been really sore, Adam. You said it, pal. I said, say, what's a big idea making a fella trip out there? I was going to sock him right in a kisser. He's all wet. Why, you ought to sue him, Charlie. I have half a mind to do just that. But where am I going to get that kind of dough? Say, I know a fella just got me out of a big jam, and he didn't break the bank. You don't say. Yeah, the law office of Douglas Viviani. The law office? Office of Douglas Viviani? That's right, the law office of Douglas Viviani. Viviani. That's what I said, Viviani. Are you a straight shooter? He's a cat's meow. He's on the up and up? Doug's ace is with me. Is that so? He's a bee's bees. Well, that's just swell. You have his number? You can call him at 631-681-1910 or email him at vivianilaw.com. Wait, what, what was that last part? What, email? Yeah, what's email? Vivianilaw.com. Now, back to America's entertainment pop culture talk show, Everything Old is New Again, with Douglas Viviani and David Cohen. Welcome. This is Davros from Doctor Who, and you are listening to Everything Old is New Again, (laughs) with Douglas Viviani and David Cohen. Be very afraid. Nice. We should be afraid uh, that I had that robot in here the last segment. It was a little argumentative and uh, not as as uh, amenable as I as I thought he would be. So I've reprogrammed this computer just as uh, that's a Terry Malloy that just introduced us from Davros or is Davros from Doctor Who, the creator of the Daleks, who are um, quite the villain in Doctor Who. So uh, I'll say this will be DC instead of DGC. DC, are you now uh, feeling um, a little more happy about being on the show? Oh, Doug. Every minute I spend with you is just sheer happiness. Wow. Okay. I mean that. A little over the top, but I, 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 I got to see if I can reprogram this a little bit. But that's, that's really a better start than we had last time. So I'm I'll go. so happy to hear that you're happy with me, Doug. <laughs> There we go. Well, let's listen to a little clip, as we are wont to do on this show. By the way, your clips are great. Oh, they, they're very, they pertain just to the topic at hand, and they put a smile on your face? Yes, they really tickle my defibrillators. Very nice. Oh, that's perfect. That's great to hear. Well, let's uh, sit back and listen to a clip from Doctor <laughs> Who, those robots called the, the Daleks. 
robots are pretty pretty significantly dangerous and and they want to destroy all of reality all of reality terrifying. think about that it's terrifying and Doug that was so great it's just a perfect uh, robot if you will to, oh to, I liked it saying yeah if I you will program that into you yes if you will to to demonstrate the theme of, of this part of the show, which is perfect. What, perfect. What, what's that? We haven't gotten to that yet. But I'm, just, I'm curious to see if you know uh, the theme that we're, we're getting to here. The the evil robot theme. If if robots will become or can become uh, sentient beings. Okay. Now the question I have though it's a little illogical. If you want to destroy all of reality, wouldn't you as a robot also be destroyed? As that part is of that so reality? not illogical, Doug. That is so logical. First, let me say. Really. And what was the question? <laughs> Uh, see, I also programmed to have the same attributes as, as Dave did. So there are times that I'll say something and you just really didn't listen to the preface to it at all. So it I'm led happy to the to wrong pl- answer. I'm happy to, to be pleasing you, Doug. <laughs> Let's listen to uh, a gentleman um, called a Cylon. You know what they are? Oh, I do. And uh, excellent choice again, Doug. Oh, thank you. This is from the Battlestar Galactica series in the 1970s. By order of the Imperious Leader through his commander, Baltar, you are to disengage at once and move with all dispatch to Gamore to save our Imperious Leader by your command. Is that voice uh, reminiscent to you? Do you, you familiar with that actor? There is no voice actor? that is more reminiscent to me of that actor. And who is that? <clears throat> Jonathan Harris. Interesting. Okay, now Jonathan Harris was... Dr. Smith. Dr. Smith. So isn't it interesting how he hated robots and, and had difficulties with B9 all throughout, and then in the late 70s became a robot himself on Battlestar Galactica? I'm fascinated by how you continue to make these ironic connections. The, the, no one else can do it like you do, Doc. Thank you very much. I appreciate that. Now, again, Jonathan Harris, even there, and yourself, are filled to the brim with artificial intelligence, no? Yes. Well, if you have so much artificial intelligence, does there come a time when you become a life form? Uh, I hope to, Doug, if that would mean spending more time with you. <laughs> Okay. Well, I'll react to that in a moment. Let's first listen to Star Trek. And, uh, of course, Star Trek has beings in it, one of them called Data, who is a robot. And let's see what they talk about sentient beings. What is required for sentience? Intelligence? Self-awareness? Consciousness? Why am I sentient? Well, you are self-aware. Ah, that's the second of your criteria. Let's deal with the first, intelligence. Is Commander Data intelligent? Yes. Why am I self-aware? Because you are conscious of your existence and actions. Commander Data, what are you doing now? I'm taking part in a legal hearing to determine my rights and status. Well, it seems reasonably self-aware to me. You see, he's met two of your three criteria for sentience, so what if he meets the third? Consciousness in even the smallest degree. What is he then? I don't know. Do you? Do you? I Do don't, you Doug, but I assume you have the answer. <laughs> oh, it's an interesting question because we have so much technology these days, and it continues to grow and evolve. And now, not just talking about the entertainment field and, and movies and television shows that depict, uh, you know, artificial intelligence and robots, but now the question is, is there a time when a robot could be 
uh, everything. It could n- know everything there is to know and be self-aware. And would that robot then be a sentient being? And do we even care? It would be a sentient being. And yes, we would care, Doug. Because then there would be a whole new race of beings that we would have created. Yes. And then you and I can hang out. <laughs> I don't think that's ever going to happen. Yeah. Why? No. no. Why? Because you just—it's like walking around with a mirror. I'm just like everything I say, a mirror that talks. Everything that I say, you're, you're saying it's a, a complimentary. And you're so, absolutely right. Yeah. See, <laughs> I couldn't have said that better myself. And what if I say that that my name is is uh, James? Uh, I think that's a great name for you, Doug. See, it's just no matter what I say, it's just it, it's it's it, receiving what you want is not always as satisfying as wanting uh, what you seek. In other words, it's better off having, I think, a human host next to me that is cantankerous and sometimes difficult to deal with. Uh, and, uh, you know, as evidenced by uh, the first part of the show, then having a robot that just uh, regurgitates back what I what I say and compliments me. Are you saying somewhere in the middle? Lies reality where you would like to be. Yeah, and boy, that's a heck of a programming job. I'd have to at least take another week before I get back to, to presenting a robot on this show, I if th- not another seven years. I think you can do it, Doug. I can. If anyone can do it, you can. Let's put it this way. I'm going to definitely take my time doing that. <laughs> so <laughs> not going to happen anytime real soon. What are some of your favorite robots, if we haven't talked about them yet, on television? My favorite robots on television? Yes. Include the following. Oh, Okay. There's a list. Okay. The, the one from the Jetsons. Yes. That little that made them. Harriet. Was that her name? I, I, I don't know. I, I don't watched, remember. I never watched the Jetsons, tell you the truth. And, and the dog. What, the dog was also a robot. Yes. Correct. Right. What about Gigantor? One of my favorite all-time robots. See, now, but Gigantor is a different kind of robot because Gigantor, you would use remote controls and, and control it. Right. As opposed to it thinking for itself. Right. Say. Almost the first video game. Okay. Right, Doug? Yes, uh, almost. A, yes. a live video game. What about Science Fiction Theater 3000? Have any experience with that? Yes, it is quite humorous. Right, so I'm gonna, Do you like that show? I uh, did when it was on the air. I, I enjoyed it. Uh, I did, too. Yes. But now that it's off the air, you don't? I don't. I, I like Joel Hodgkin, which was the, the originator. He's on for five years. But after that, the new guy, Mike Murphy, didn't do it for me. That's a very insightful statement. Thank you very much. I'm um, looking forward to meeting this gentleman, Joe Hodgkins, as well. Is that his name? Hodgson? Uh, he's coming at a couple of Would you like me to look it up? Yeah, look it up, please. And uh, I'm going to give you a little bit of a break here and listen to the Next Generation theme. And we'll be right back. So we're back from the break here. Just want to give uh, DC a little time to figure. Joel Hodgkin, Hodgkin, I forget his name, Science Fiction Mysteries Theater 3000. uh, And he's got two robots on that show that is... uh, that that are hysterical, unlike uh, the robot on this show right now. His name is Joel Hodgson. Hodgson. Yes. Okay. So uh, he's got an upcoming... uh, He was in Comedians in Cars Getting Coffee. He was. With Seinfeld. Wow. Before... But after... After. I would say after Mystery Science Fiction Theater 3000 and before that with Seinfeld, what has he done? He's done a lot of stand-up comedy, Doug. You're right. He has done things. <laughs> but after he left that show, which was a hit, what did he do? He did nothing. He did stand-up comedy. 
You can't leave these shows that are a big hit. You You're can't. right, Doug. <laughs> look, <laughs> look at look at Harry Morgan from Mash, or 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 Harry Morgan is the one who replaced uh, oh, McLean Stevenson. No, who was uh, McLean Stevenson? McLean Stevenson. Right. He, he Hello, went, Larry. Right. <laughs> he went down in a helicopter, and that was the last thing. His look career went Rogers. down with that helicopter. Wayne Rogers. Another one. Trapper, Trapper John. John. And they didn't even get him to play himself or to play that same character. He got a different actor to play that character on the on the sequel. That is very insightful, Doug. You I, are absolutely correct. I do try to have a little bit of insight. Yes. Once in a while, just throw stuff at me. All right. So I thank you for your time, uh, DC. We're going to... Am I fired? You, we're going to pull your power pack, and we're going to ask for the original and real uh, indomitable uh, David Cohen to come on back for the last section of this show as we talk about robots for laughs. Everything old is new again. This is Everything Old is New Again, America's entertainment pop culture talk show with Douglas Viviani and David Cohen. That's a heck of a theme song. We did a show about theme songs on Everything Old is New Again. In fact, we did six shows of that. And we didn't include that one, which um, was quite the exposition. Uh, I'm back with uh, David Cohen, and uh, we are discussing robots on television. It's, it's good to have you back, Dave. It's good to be back, and I hope now that you see how valuable I am. Yeah, it's difficult. This artificial intelligence, I don't really believe that it does exist. I don't think we're ever going to find arti- uh, that artificial intelligence is as good as a human ever. Um, I think that they make mistakes and uh, are quite bland. Uh, let's just... <laughs> My sensors indicate the presence of aliens. I mean, the robot is even calling you an alien. He's all screwed up because you're now the human. You're not the alien. This this B9 is all mixed up, makes a lot of mistakes. Right. So I don't really, I don't go for it. Well, listen, it was your choice to spend the last uh, 20 minutes of the show with a, with a robot. And that I had to reprogram and just it's twice. two distinct personalities. Yeah. Neither one of them was remotely interesting. Yeah, didn't uh, didn't add much to the show. It shows you that <laughs> that if you don't have the right person on the show uh, to talk to, the show really could tank. <laughs> and we're still looking for that person. <laughs> no, I think, we, I think we have a match. I think we're good. I think that the, the two robots were, were difficult. Uh, let's talk about chemistry. Let's talk about Mystery Science Theater 3000. Tom Servo and Crow T. Let's hear, we've been talking about them for a while. I looked it up. I figured let's throw out a couple of clips to show you, uh, the audience, if you don't remember them, uh, them in action. They were a lot of fun. Interocitor with Volturator. Hey, Miss Interocitor. Here's something my wife could use in the house. A man? An Interocitor incorporating an electron sorter. Too darn smart. And handsome. Maybe the dumbest man who ever walked this earth, Joe. <laughs> no argument here. There's 2,486 parts. 485, sir. Each part. 
So it's like sitting around, uh, yeah, with your friends, college days, of, right. yeah, it's Sunday when you're all uh, recuperating from the night before, watching one bad movie after the next. Yep, and just, yep. <laughs> just making comments. I thought it was great. It was very creative. It was a lot of fun. Um, I don't know why this character left after five years. No, I know. The only thing I didn't like about it was it wasn't. It was all pre-scripted. I that you know. Interesting. I, I, I would like to have heard the guy just sit there with a movie he hasn't seen before and, and come up with that material. I didn't go. know it was pre-scripted. I didn't know the whole thing. I knew, of course, they would have some things, but they, nothing they said. It was all I don't know that for sure, right. to be totally honest, but there's when, when I used to watch it, there was no way they could have anticipated what was happening right. without, without knowing beforehand having the script. Much too quick. Yeah. Right? Yeah, too like, perfect all the time. Right. Um, but if you get a chance to watch that, you get a kick out of it. It's a, it's yeah, a lot of fun. I just slammed it. No, go watch it. It's a good show. <laughs> no, the first five... I've had someone ask me, and I said, listen, if you want to buy the episodes or look at them, go first five seasons first. Uh, and then, you know, it goes a little right thereafter because yeah. you lose yeah. one of your writers and a performer, and it's not the same. But um, I also want to talk about robots uh, and the robots that we have today, real robots that exist. This is one that I grew up with, and I think you did too. We had a lot of fun with. I can be any kid on the block. Oh, yeah. Yeah. They're slugging it out. A left to the jaw. And. Oh, my block is knocked off. It's Rock'em Sock'em Robots. Knock his block off. You're the winner. You can rock'em sock'em with the rock'em sock'em robots by Marks. Remember, remember that commercial even? It was great. Yeah. I remember that. First of all, it wasn't the two kids fighting, just in case someone had never heard that before. <laughs> right. They were plastic, you know, robots. You press the little buttons and they threw punches at each other. It was great. Right. And if you commercial. got it right, you, you hear that sound when, they, when, the, <laughs> right, yeah. when the head went up. Uh, the block got knocked off. It Knock was, block it was off. Uh, I always, here's the thing. I always wanted that. I still want it. I have not received never, it yet, ever. You never, never got had it? it? Never had it. Wow. And so I'll tell you, um, I, I, I think Santa Claus may be bringing that to the for, house For Leo. Year. Yes. Yeah. Uh, he's about the right age. Three, he'll be f- three and a half. Yeah, that's perfect. I mean, it's just a The lot. only thing about that game is sometimes I, I found that after a while, one robot's block would come off a lot easier than the other one. That's true. Uh, so you just, you don't tell, though, the other person you're playing. You just spin the game so that you've got the right robot, and it's, <laughs> it's perfect. So that's the one who was playing that one was winning more often yes, than not. Yes, absolutely. Got loose and right. all that. Made of plastic, totally plastic. And, totally plastic. Um, but every kid wanted to play that game, boy, yep. at least for five minutes. Yep. And got then, your aggression out. And, yeah. Yeah. Then after a while, you got tired of it. Now, the only thing is now we're going to go from the 60s, which there weren't too many robots in real life, to the real life robots we have now. Are you familiar with this one? I don't know if um, if you are. Let's, let's listen to two seconds of this commercial. Rimba Robotic Floor Vac. If it's down there, we'll get it. Have you heard of this thing? A Roomba? Yeah. Yes. Oh, okay. Um, I, I think it's, <laughs> it's the greatest thing that they've ever been invented. It just vacuums your, your whole house by itself. I have another one that does floors. It does um, hardwood and regular floors right. and just goes you know, back and so forth. So you have one? Yes. Oh, not okay. a Roomba. It's, something, it's called something else for the one that I'm talking right. about. Uh, I don't have the carpet one, which I have to get. I think that's tremendous. Yeah. And, and, uh, do you have one? No. Okay. No, so no but I, I've seen them in action. I have friends that have them. And so that's real robot. That's the real state-of-the-art robot. That's the best we could do. We talk about all this <laughs> stuff with the artificial intelligence and all these movies and TV shows and robots from Lost in Space and Robbie the Robot and all this, whatever. And 
we're basically at the point where we can make something that will <laughs> mop or sweep a floor, a floor without us. Right. That's basically it. Well, it, in your idea of a robot, yes. In other words, something mechanical that walks around and yeah. But I mean, there's other there's other robots that we use. Uh, every day. You know, we've got the, 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 the Mars rovers and they go around and dig holes in the sand and send back a picture. I mean, that's it. I'm not putting it down, but yeah. we're so yeah. far from right. any of this stuff that we've seen in our entertainment that, right. you know, I mean, all these issues Like an actual are, robot coming to your house and helping you do things, in other words. Yeah, like, it's completely, okay. I mean, although yeah. the, I think it's the Chinese are working like, oh, Japanese or Chinese, I can't recall. And that's really going to be into trouble. But it, 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 I think both are really going crazy with the robots. They're making a lot of robots. To, to, they've made a robot that could play a violin. They've made uh, robots that um, can serve drinks, you know, stand up and walk and serve drinks. Yeah. But again, it's it's real, real far away from something like um, they're presenting on Humans, which is on AMC. Just give a little piece of the pie. The show there. Humans. Yes. Yeah. You brought it into the house and we don't know anything about it. It's a machine. I don't take orders from you. Your pulse is elevated. You should sleep. I helped create you. I'm watching you. I'm watching you too, Laura. Humans series premiere this June only on AMC. Yeah, that actually is a pretty good show. Um, who was the gentleman that said I helped create you? Do you recognize that voice? Sounded like William Hurt. It's William Hurt, and now here we go. We'll tie it all up to be, to the beginning. What character did William Hurt play that is relevant, other than the character in, in Humans, to uh, robots? I don't know. Uh, he was the original Dr. Robinson. I shouldn't say original. The latest Dr. Robinson from the Lost in Space movie. Oh, the movie, not the TV show. Yes. I did not know that. All right. So okay. ties it there, and he's back in. Instead, he's dealing with more robots. And Humans is a, is a show that actually uh, was originally a British science fiction show. It's only going to be on for eight episodes, from what I understand. Really? Yeah. Are they going to renew it? How's it? It only. I don't. It's a good question. We'll have to see. It, it only is marketed for the eight huh. uh, episodes, which is basically what um, what they did in, in England and written by the original authors. Um, only created those the story for eight. Right. I think so. it's time. You know, every every everything old is new again. Right. It's time for robots. And these robots are doing the chores and they're overlooking the humans and they're learning from the humans. And then they're gonna. You know, there's some surreptitious activity going on. And should we be afraid of? I I think it's going to happen. I really, in real life. I, I know it, you and I have discussed that. I think it's a matter of time. Really? Yeah. I think it's such an irrelevancy. I think it's so silly. I think it's never going to happen. I'm happy for the Roomba, but I think that's as far as we're going to go. Maybe, <laughs> maybe we'll get a robot one day that'll mix a, a gin and tonic. Maybe. And probably not that good. Anyway, we'll be back on Everything Old is New again <laughs> next week to continue our discussion of robots. We're back. We'll talk about them in movies. The real David Cohen, all show. In fact, we'll be back. There's that theme song that you love so much, young David Cohen. Uh, the final 
installment of Lost in Space, at least for this week. Oh. Has it replaced uh, Star Trek as the reference point? I mean, I did reference Star it, Trek in this, too. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if it... Uh, hopefully it never will. Like, I, I'd rather hear you make references to Star Trek than to hear that theme. <laughs> I really and it's would. really not a lot of meaning to Lost in Space. It's hard to... No. Like, Star Trek's got dealt with so many issues. Yeah. Lost in Space is very difficult to, to kind of weave into all these pop culture topics. Yet you're finding a way to do it. I am. I've I, <laughs> Just by playing seven. the theme song. Well, that Jonathan Harris, too, is everywhere. So yeah. you can put him on and, and get a lot of fun listening to him. Anyway, we'll, uh, again, continue next week with robots in the movies on Everything Old is New Again. We'll talk with you and see you and hear it from you then.